screedle deedle, a doodly dee, a screedle deedly doo. What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk! Don't you um, have to get the phone? No. Uh, I'm, I'm Johnny Destructo. I'm sorry. You can introduce it again. I'm sorry. I heard the phone. I thought I just naturally thought you were going to go get the phone. I apologize. I'm sorry, JD. We're at a store. Sometimes it's like that. What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. Oh, have we started the show? Well, yeah. <laughs> And I'm Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Johnny Destructo, a.k.a. the Thwip Tribble. And I'm the Bat Tribble. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this very special episode of <laughs> Gutter Talk. Um, we are here at 4327 Main Street, a.k.a. Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Maniunk, Pennsylvania. We get together on Wednesdays to talk about the What? What is the what? I'll tell you what the what is for me. I'm going to start us off right now. Okay. What? DC Comics has dropped all of their, um, well, mostly the only real important one, I guess, was Vertigo. Um, their imprints, right? And their But re- that's, the, that's the thing. They haven't dropped all their imprints. They haven't dropped all their imprints. So right. no one knows what they're doing. So it's a little confusing, wouldn't you say? I would. Yes. Well, they've dropped, they, they dropped the Vertigo line. Uh, they've also dropped DC Zoom and DC Inc. Inc. All right. of this is going to be starting in 2020. Now, let me ask you this, Len. Mm-hmm. DC Zoom and DC Inc., what do those words mean to you? Um, they mean that DC has other books they put out. There you go. That's about it. So what they're going to be doing is rejiggering the line so that there is... So that the, the brand the brand is more age... Uh, Divided. Divided. Well, not necessarily appropriate because it was age appropriate, but it's just age divided. So DC Youth is going to be for... um, Isn't it DC Kids? No, it's DC Youth. Okay. That's weird. Uh, Now that that Brandon has said it, DC Youth is a strange... I thought it was DC Kids. DC Kids makes way more sense and flows better, but like, what's a youth? I thought it is. It's DC Kids. It's DC Kids. That makes, makes way more sense. All right. DC Kids. DC Kids is for readers ages 8 through 12. Okay. And content, you know, created just for them. Then you just have plain old DC, which yeah. is for ages 13 through up, which includes the, like, the DC, the current DC comic book universe. Sure, sure. And DC Black Label under which some of the current vertical titles are going to fall under is where you'll find content appropriate for readers 17 and older. Yeah, I that does not bother me o- other than I got to tell you man, I'm getting a nice response from these YA books that DC has been putting out. I believe they're under the label DC Inc. There was Under the Moon, which is a Catwoman graphic mm-hmm. novel. Mm-hmm. There's Mira Tidebreaker. Yeah. Um, there's some more stuff coming down the pike. That I really like these YA books. The format is great. The art uh, is really nice. And it, it, it is specifically designed to appeal to that YA group. True. But if you are a retailer just looking in a book yeah. for what books to order and you just see DC Inc., yep, no idea. a Catwoman book, you may not necessarily think that that's a kid's book. But yeah. if it says DC Kids... You know it. But yeah. then I would assume that 
DC Inc. makes more sense than Wonder Comics. If you haven't heard, like if you haven't heard of any of these, I, I would assume you would know DC Inc. You would know more of what that means right off the bat versus like Wonder Comics. See, that's where I think they're going to get in trouble with this. I understand the whole idea of taking your DC line and you kind of like want to brand that DC thing. Yeah. So it's DC kids, DC black, DC, just DC. Yeah. I dig that. The Wonder Wonder Comics, certain imprints, you're going to get in trouble because they're going to be using a lot of the same characters as your other, as, as the house imprints, let's put it that way. But what they've got to be um, creative about is promoting those imprints as the vanity lines that they really are. Wonder Comics is mostly just because of Bendis. Yeah. You know, that's for Brian Bendis. Right. Um, JD's favorite author, Joe Hill, ah. he's getting his own imprint from DC. Called Hill House. Right, which is going to be focusing on horror. Yeah. So the whole idea is that you have to market that as that's Hill, that's Joe Hill's imprint. That's yeah. his line. So it may do a little bit of whatever, mm -hmm. you know, but that's all falls under the marketing. So you're thinking the pop-ups are going to be more for like the creators, like special people. Because yeah. like Gerard Way will have his young animal. Yeah. And that's again, yeah, yeah. that's the that's the person. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's probably going to be the way to go. Every anything else is going to fall under those three lines, those three house DC lines. And you know, from at the end of the day that makes sense. Um one, because now you got the brand of DC to push everything. Because even in, like you just said, uh, JD, even in the DC Inc. line, I'm sure they were putting out other books that didn't feature Catwoman or, mm -hmm. or Mira. But you've got your your big names to kind of keep those lines afloat. And DC Black Label, they've, you know, if you think black right now, you've got Batman Damned. Mm -hmm. You've got Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's. Uh, Dark Knight, Last Night on Earth. Right. Uh, Superman, Earth, uh, Year One. Year One, yeah. But by Frank Miller and John Romita, Jr. So, you know, you've got your big names pushing the black label. So then once they kind of slide the other vertical titles underneath there, then the black label sounds like it's something that's, oh, just going to be around for a while. Yeah. Because I know they do Batman books. Yeah. You know, as opposed to if it's just a new imprint, all right, well, how long is this going to be yeah. really a thing? And they've tried to push Vertigo a couple of times in recent years. Uh, like, oh, Vertigo's coming back. And we're going to have these new titles. And honestly, people aren't really asking me for them. Yeah. Oh, that, we're forgetting somebody else. Um, uh, Neil Gaiman had his own Sandman universe. That was lines. still part of Vertigo, Vertigo, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was under Vertigo, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, was yeah. it? Was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Vertigo's heyday. I mean, don't get me wrong. Vertigo was a name to be hailed. Yeah. I mean, that was where you went for the cream of the crop stuff, and they didn't mind that if you weren't thinking of them as DC. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. they were on a whole nother level. Sandman, uh, Fables. Um, why the last man preacher preacher my my jam your jam um lucifer, lucifer yeah. uh the 100 bullets um so many so many good books so i don't oh man so does that mean when they start putting out the preacher trades again or you know when they continue pushing out these trades they're all going to be black label preacher is black and that does me. make me a little sad why, why? cuz i i don't know seeing that vertigo preacher on the on the spine mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. That's I guess I it does mean a little bit of something to me. 
Because I was thinking about it, I realized my three... If you asked me my favorite comics, I would say the Red Robin series, the Gwenpool series, but then I would also say Why the Last Man, Sandman, or Fables. Mm-hmm. And those are all Vertigo. So that's why, yeah. like to me, this is like... I didn't realize how much Vertigo meant to me until yeah. I found out what they put out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I didn't mind them taking the regular DC books like All-Star Superman and making that a black label, Dark Knight Returns, making that black label. But for some reason taking vertigo books and making those black label posthumously is a little weird to me but i'll tell you what i'll get over it you know what you'll get over it and dc never want to miss a trick they will make a whole a whole bunch of people just like you rebuy them will rebuy ah. them just so that they can have the black label yeah on the side on their shelves yeah you're not wrong you know? um uh so something Ooh, else i just thought about somebody else's is going to piss off this is probably going to pit. Where do you think Watchmen is now going to fall on? Black Label. So once again, uh, yeah. Watchmen will stay in print <laughs> so that the copyrights will not revert back to Alan Moore. Oh, it's already got it. Yeah, actually, I just walked over to my shelf and there is a really nice reprint hardcover of Watchmen, DC Modern Classics Watchmen, and it's got the black label on it. <laughs> I told you. But look at that. Look at that. It's got a slip case. Oh, it's nice. It's nice. But they won't miss a trick. Nah. So, um, yeah, they will sell us all of that stuff all over again. And you will all I'll buy it. I'll probably buy some of it. Like, I might buy you a preacher. You're going to buy your preacher. If you they, know you would. If they redesign the covers and stuff, I'll probably pick up a couple. Um, so, uh, speaking of what's the what, Brandon, you got a what's the what? I do. What? Teen Titans? You want to yeah, talk man. about Teen Let's Titans? Let's talk about Teen, Teen Titans. Titans. Go! Yay! So, yeah, I just showed everyone the Teen Very Titans. Enthusiastic. Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans trailer. Uh huh. Which personally excited me. It's got the young, like, chibi Teen Titans versus, with their uh, their more serious counterparts. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it, looks, it looks interesting to me. I'm excited to see them fight and eventually come together like every superhero versus superhero thing ever. It looks kind of fun. I am, I'm not going to lie. The, when I saw the Teen Titans Go movie, go, Teen Titans Go to the movies, right. mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, me too. I don't know. But then the first time they smashed the atom in that movie, I was like, yo, I'm in. Mm-hmm. So it, it was funny. Oh, is it, wasn't there a scene where like the atom hits their car windshield? Yes. And they, they, they turn wipe on the them wind- off. God damn it. Oh, so funny. There's some good bits in that. There's some movie. good bits in that. And yeah. and this looks this looks interesting. This look, looks cute. Um they like, you know, kind of like lost a little bit of detailing on the classic Teen Titans cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but to kind of match more into this universe, but it still works. Mm-hmm. Uh, they save money on the voice actors because it's all the same voice actors mm-hmm. doing all of the voices. Um, it looks fun. I, this part of me is like, oh man, so they're going to fight Trigon again? All right. It's always Trigon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he's their dark side. Or Deathstroke. Speaking Blade. of speaking of Titans, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying in Titans they've cast Deathstroke, and they were doing Raven last season. So this that's, about the, that's the what Titans does DC live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. and um, yeah, Titans. That's right, Titans. Yeah. Do yeah. you do you know? Here's a quiz for you, Jay Dig. Brandon may not know. This. I got my buzzer at the ready. Do you know the Teen Titans? Like that that title that 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 IP yeah has been around since the sixties. Yes. I have Teen Titans number one on my wall. Do you know the first time that the Teen Titans appeared in media outside of comics? Let me, okay. Sub retaliatory question. 
How can you retaliate? Reciprocal question. (laughs) Um, Is it before, was there a Teen Titans and other media before it was a comic book? And then it became a comic book? No, no. Oh, so it was already a comic book. And then the first time it appeared outside of that, where was it? Yes. So it's the 60s. What what decade was it? Was it 60s or 70s? That's giving you giving it away. Is it? Was it Super Friends? No. And then I don't know. It was in the 60s. In the time of I don't know if you remember back when there was the uh Superman Adventure Hour and they used to do like the Superman short cartoons no. and then it was like Superman and Aquaman uh, oh. adventure hours. They did not only did they do a Justice League shorts and the justice league was superman green lantern hawkman flash and the atom but they did a teen titans team but they did a teen titans short and the teen titans were kid flash wonder girl aqualad and i think speedy that's that tracks right that's the teen titans yeah yeah because they didn't for some reason they didn't have the license to robin oh right that's who we're forgetting oh wow that that you're looking at it that doesn't look like any speedster I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. look at that Kid Flash outfit. Oh, that is the pits. Yeah, and the show was Ooh, the Ooh, that's brutal. It, 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 it was very bad. Ooh. I mean, it, mind you, it wasn't a show. So, like, I think they maybe did about eight shorts of yeah. the Teen Titans, all the total. The stories were basically the same. Oh. Um, but that was the first time that the Teen Titans showed up. I did not know that. Yeah. What, year, what year does it say that was? Like this 60? says 1967. That's wow. what sounds about right. Yeah, 67. That's awesome. So um, the, I'll, I'll give them one thing, and that is the Teen Titans Go is bringing people, if not into the shop, they are leaving with something that they may not have left with before. Because parents will come in with their with their kids, and they want to get them their first comic book. And then I'll show them a bunch of stuff, and then I'll go, oh, do you watch Teen Titans Go? And they go, oh, yeah. And then, oh, there's a comic book for that. And then they'll leave with Teen Titans Go comics. Mm-hmm. So there are people out there on the internet who are complaining that enough there isn't enough being done to bring people into comic book stores and, and get them to buy things. But I think, you know, tying in all of this to the DC rebranding and the, U, the DC kids, there are wonderful little golden books yeah. That you can give to kids. There are board books for even younger kids. Yep. And there is like things like Bath Time with Aquaman, which are those foamy books that yes. you can take into the bath. Yes. So I don't know what they could possibly... And there's the YA books. I don't know what they could possibly be doing more to get kids to read comics than what they're doing. The only thing that you can do more is that you... Well, you're right, because they can't do anything more. It yeah. really is incumbent upon your retailer yeah. or the customer base, you know asking their retailer to stock their store yeah. with these things. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you do a good job. I, 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 will, I will say that you do a very good job of not only stocking uh, a YA area, but stocking it full of different. very diverse yeah. and different uh, offerings. So you've got the, the typical Superman, Batman type of stuff, but then you also, hey, try this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're in, and more retailers need to do that and they need to do that in by putting their the 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 young adult or young reader section put it accessible mm-hmm. not only just to the kids yeah. because i i understand the whole idea of making it eye level to the kids but put it right there where the parents can see it too yeah so maybe they'll be like oh i'll take this home to you know mm-hmm. for the little man yep you know what i mean like like i think it's great like a guy that came in t- earlier today 
into the store, and he was there at your little spinner rack, right there at the. Oh at, yeah, right at the looking front at the, of the Hey store. Kids comic spinner rack. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, that was just something I wanted to mention. Is that I love that they're doing all of this stuff for kids, and even uh, oh, speaking of which, you know what I really want to watch? Have you guys seen DC Superhero Girls, the new version? No. So I've, they yeah, I've seen it, but I haven't like watched it. They did. So they were doing DC Superhero Girls, and all the characters were very much in the we can make. Barbie figures out of these figures, out of these yeah, designs. Yeah, yeah, kind of like the Bratz look and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, right. Bratz, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. Very much in the Bratz uh, motif. But that, and I always went, oh man, I, you know what I really liked? Those super best friends forever designs. Yes. You had a, a Wonder Girl who, or Wonder Woman. There was Wonder Girl. It was Wonder Girl. Who was tall, thin, lanky, with the Greek nose. Yes. And then your Supergirl was, she this was a little, little suff- tree trunk of a girl yep. with like big muscles and mm-hmm. she was like real kind That girl's like super thin. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool. And they finally, they've done it. Uh, they have changed the DC Superhero Girls line to follow the Best Friends Forever. It's, it's the exact same. Cool. So yeah, I'm very excited. And they're, they're bringing in... Um, uh, what was what's the Green Lantern with the agoraphobia? Jessica oh. Cruz. Thank you. Jessica Cruz. Right, yeah. right, 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 and right. And then Bumblebee's going to be... In, so, like, a lot of the same characters... Is that, that going to be a book or is it going to be a... Like, it's a cartoon. A cartoon? Like cartoon. a web series or something? Or is it actually going to be on... I think it's, it's on? the new cartoon. Oh, no. They're just... They're replacing... They've, they've top to bottom, have, have rejiggered the, um, the design of the show. Now, hopefully... I'm assuming that's going to be on Cartoon Network... Or, yes, or oh, oh Disney or, Plus. It's not coming on Cartoon Disney. Cartoon Network isn't with Disney. Yeah, it can't be Disney. DC wouldn't be with Marvel. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. It's gonna, so it's sorry. either going to be on Cartoon Network or their app. Yeah. And I would imagine they do it on Cartoon Network. Yeah. And if they do it on Cartoon Network, one, hopefully they will smartly put it after Teen Titans Go. Yeah. Because it only makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then two, hopefully smartly, they will let it stay there. Yeah. Because Cartoon Network has a very bad problem of of just throwing their cartoons on for a couple of weeks and then they just throw them anywhere. What do you mean? Like they change where, the, where else? They like, change their schedule. Oh, like, like mid season. I see. I, I thought you meant to other channels or something. Oh no no no. Yeah, I'll just like willy nilly them throughout their mm-hmm. scheduling. Yeah. Right. No, I hate that. Um, yeah, but, so that would be cool. I'd be down with that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm stoked. This is what. We should have been doing all of these years with these properties um, and making them as accessible as possible to the kids so that they grow up to be also comic book loving adults. Mm-hmm. So I just think I'm really I'm excited about it is what I'm saying. Speaking of, of the the, the uh, DC app. Oh, yes, Leonard. They just recently debuted another new live yeah, action series on there. <gasps> Thank you for setting me up like that. So. Swamp Thing hit. Well, first of all, we had the news that Swamp Thing was coming, and my original thought was, well, that's strange. Um, but I liked that it was sort of following that motif of like, oh, weird Titans, then Doom Patrol, and now Swamp Thing? Okay. Well, Swamp Thing is a big property. I mean, it's been a TV series before. It was a movie. It was two movies, right? It was two movies, was and a, then there was, was a, a TV series on USA. What? Yeah. There was a Swamp Thing TV show? Yeah. Yes. On you When? This is maybe like the 90s, maybe what? early 2000s. Did yeah. you watch it? I'm not a Swamp Thing guy. Me neither. So, no, I didn't watch it. I am not. I was not a Swamp Thing guy. And, and that may have been this, his second series. And actually. then this dropped. Yeah. And um, 
I had heard tell that it was went from thirteen issue series um, episodes episodes to ten, and I was like, oh, that's a shame, but I don't care. And then uh, I saw that the first episode was released, and then was immediately the show was canceled. But they're going to show all ten episodes. And I thought, you know what? Let me sit and try this out. I got the DC app. I'm paying for it. I might as well watch something on it. And um, yeah, that's another thing we can get into. And. Uh, it is so good. It is the best thing that DC has, has put out in a long time. I think that it's really solid. I'm a big horror guy. Mm-hmm. I love body horror. Uh, everything is firing on all cylinders on this show. The acting is great. They got a couple of, like, I would say B-list actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's really well done. The horror is disgusting. There is stuff in there that rivals John Carpenter's The Thing. From really? the 80s. Really? Some of the horror in this book, uh, in this series, is so gross and wonderful. And, and um, let me know if I'm... I thought I read somewhere there's a lot of practical effects That's, on my there. My next sentence was, and it's not a bunch of CGI bunk. Mm-hmm. It is... You, it's right there. You could you could go up and touch it if you were on set, and uh, that means a lot to me as a, as a longtime horror fan. I think CGI has its place, and it's really good at maybe adding some stuff to the practical things that are there. Mm-hmm. But I exactly. don't want to see something wholly created out of CG in a horror movie. But so apparently, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is what I've heard, is that they were had a deal for the budget where they were going to spend a certain amount of millions. That's been. That's debunked. Yeah. Okay. You were talking about the Florida thing, right? Or North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. Where that's they were supposed debunked. to get a certain amount back. Yeah. That's been debunked. Then what do no we, one knows. But we still don't know why it's canceled. Yeah, we yeah because know. Well, just so that we can finish the thought. The thought was that DC was going to, for lack of a better word, get a tax kickback yeah. on the series of up to $40 million, yet they only got it. I think for, like 14. 14 is like, like 14 yeah. or something like that. And that's the reason why it's like, they oh, They were like, no. oh, shut it down. Yeah, shut this bad boy we down. We got no more money. But And, and I, I wasn't sure that... I heard that that was dubious. I hadn't heard that it had 100% yeah. about, been debunked. About a week after that came out, apparently it got debunked. <sighs> okay. So, And DC Universe even put out a, a thing, like a, a press statement, and they still didn't say, like, they, they confirmed that it was canceled, but they still won't say why. Exactly, exact reason why. Yeah. I, it's, what a sh- like, I could understand if it's like, oh, Titans was really dark. Doom Patrol is rated R, mm-hmm. uh, and now we've got this horror show. Maybe we're t- the, uh, the app stuff that we have is a little too dark, and we need to lighten things up a little bit. But to, to cancel it from 13 to 10 seems very much like a budget thing. Mm-hmm. We had 13 episodes, and mm-hmm. now we're just stopping at 10. That's a strange thing to just do. Or something with like production, like maybe the people or something too like it could have been anything and from what i'm hearing all of the people involved with the show are were just as surprised yeah Yeah. and confused and they just just don't know so it's it's a big bummer i'm gonna watch all 10 episodes of it i'm three episodes in they introduce blue devil really um michael was michael ian ziering from Uh, okay 210 the kid with the red hair He's he's Blue Devil. They've introduced a few people. I don't want to spoil it because I don't know where you are. Xanadu? But apparently, Madame Xanadu, I think, is in it. Mm-hmm. And they've, there's some sense. other people too that I've heard about. Because I'm not watching the show, so I'm fine with getting spoiled for yeah, it. Yeah. And I've heard some things. There's some other things. Mm-hmm. Oh man, and how does Blue Devil look? look? Well, okay, so or is he's it just not like quite the... Blue Devil. They go to a um, like a, a movie rental shop mm-hmm. in the town, and he is working there just. 
Michael Ziering. Right. Is that his name? Am I saying his name? Right? Ziering, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Michael Ziering. He's just there being him. Behind him is a poster oh, for okay. Blue Devil. Got you. And he's like, oh, it's really well received. It's getting like 90-something on Rotten Tomatoes, blah, mm. blah, blah. And then we find out either that episode or the next that Madame Xanadu is talking to him, and she keeps reading his, his cards, mm-hmm. his um, tarot cards, his fortune. And it seems like... He's like, oh, it's going to be the same thing. It's always the same reading. And then because of Abby Arcane, the female lead of the show, mm-hmm. has shown up into this town to research the the virus that's going around, um, which is all plant-based and gross, um, that because she's there, now the cards are reading differently. Mm. So something's changing for him. It seems like he was, I don't know if he was in like some sort of purgatory there. Like He seemed unable to leave. Hmm. But I'm not, I honestly don't know yet. It's okay. me piecing it together as as I'm watching the show, but I just I was tickled that they're like, oh, Blue Devil, weird. I'm wondering if um maybe this show was gonna be something else because there were rumors that it was gonna be Justice League Dark. Uh huh. And now I'm thinking with all of that, like maybe the Justice League Dark thing fell through. Yeah. Maybe that would have something to do with it. Maybe. But know. even then, why stop? Why just? You I, know mean, I mean, if those three episodes were gonna set up Justice League Dark. Yeah. But um, yeah, I had heard that. I heard that too. That this was not supposed to be Justice League Dark, but it was supposed to be building towards Justice yeah. League Dark, which I am super into. Especially if they can get my man Matt Ryan to come back and be Constantine and be on that. That's not gonna happen. No, that's not gonna happen. He's on Legends. <sighs> they could. They could do it. No. There's a part of me that thinks that somewhere down the line it's gonna come out that all of this, the whole shutting down of Swamp Thing, um, and even some of the some of the other things I've. I've noticed about the app all playing a part in them not knowing what they want to do with it. Oh, we could track this all the way back to the DCEU. Well, because Warner now is um, thinking about putting out their own stream, you know, um, streaming service. Are they? Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're, looking at this whole DC as a separate thing and saying, like, let's just move this right under yeah. to this new... It was the same reason why Marvel is not coming out with their own, because everything's just going to be under the Disney, Disney Plus. Yeah. And I, I got a funny feeling that might be the overarching story behind everything. I would not be surprised. And I gotta be... I gotta admit, it would make sense, because the Disney... The, the DC app, as much as I like it in practice, well, in, in the idea of in it. In theory. In theory. I don't watch it that often. Yeah. And, and um, I keep looking at it to see, like, when the most recent movie, like, animated movie release is going to be released onto the app so I can watch it on there because I paid for it. So, I mean, well, I got it for a year. So I want to wait for it there. Um, but other than that, I don't really check it for a lot. Well, the way I do it is the same way I do with other streaming apps, though, is, oh, you know what? I haven't looked into that app for a minute. Let me let me see what I'm missing. You know what I mean? That's that's sort of how I got to Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, I haven't turned on this DC app in a minute. Oh, right, Swamp Thing drop. I need to watch this. But that's how I deal with everything. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, you know what? I'm, a, I'm like three issues behind on Young Justice. I love that series. Let me get back on it. That that's just how I work. It's it, it's no fault of the app to me. Uh, I don't I mean I don't use the reading capability. The yeah, I don't reading. use that at all. That's what I was. That's what I was going to say. I'm surprised you guys have it because to me it's only worth it with the comics. 
Like, I don't find it worth it with just the TV shows. Well, I find it worth it for the TV shows. And what's that, that includes Young Justice and the animated films. I, I want to watch. Yeah. I, as those animated films come out, I am actively interested in watching them. Mm -hmm. uh, I am interested in uh, Titans. Uh, I'll probably finish Doom Patrol. Thank you. And then this this new one, I'm just super And I'm, wait, I'm waiting for, like, the, the Harlequin Oh, that looks series. funny. That looks kind of cute. Yeah, that looks cute. Um, the, the movies I checked out. I mean, that's the that's the way I checked out the movies. Yeah. Like, and most of them were relatively enjoyable. I didn't care for Justice League Fatal Five, but, you know, the the Superman, Death of Superman and whatever, that that was cool. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a couple Batman ones that's coming up that I'll, I'll check out. Hush. Hush. Long Halloween. And Long Halloween. So you're right. You're right. It, I think to get the ultimate joy out of it, you probably need to be into reading the comic books right. on there because there are a ton of comics. There's 191 issues of Robin. Reading through it right now. <laughs> yes, they ha they have a ton up there. Um, and then if you like every once in a while want to look at some of their older movies that are up there, you know, the Superman movies, the Batman movies, um, they're there as well. But And they might be coming up I mean, I know they put Krypton season one on there, so who yes, knows they if did. they're going to be doing that for future shows too? So that could be. Interesting. But what future? Other future? I mean, I mean, Pennyworth might go on there. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I, I Pennyworth is going to be great. I bet you. I guarantee you, Pennyworth See, will not. I would have said that Krypton. I would have said was going to be awful. I love Krypton. It's great. I don't like Krypton, but <laughs> I will admit that it looks better than I thought it would. Pennyworth is like pointless. And silly, and Pennyworth will not last longer than two seasons. I don't think it'll last a season, but it won't last longer than two seasons. I'm not, not going to deny that. It's it's totally possible. <laughs> it's I mean, it's on epics for pizza. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? That might be the only reason it gets to two seasons mm. because nobody will have found it <laughs> on epics. Like, who's checking for epics? Yeah. You know what I mean? Get out of here. I just it like no, 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 no. But like. I saw the trailer for that. I was like, really? To me, it just looks like a spy show. Like, with Krypton. Thank you. Like, Krypton isn't a good Superman show, but it's a good, I think it's a great sci-fi show. And that's the reason, that's why I think Krypton gets over. Because at the end of the day, it really is just a sci-fi original series. Right. But they just, you know, massaged it with the Superman IP right. to kind of bring in, the, you know, people that don't know any better. But, so... So for that, it's like, all right, make it happen. I, I just don't care. Yeah. But God bless the people that love it. And it looks... I long for a sci-fi series. The, the Expanse, that's not just sci-fi. The Expanse is not sci-fi now. They canceled it, and now it's on Amazon Prime. Right. So I, I, I like the look of The Expanse. I didn't finish it, and I'd be curious to, to check up on that. But I like that. And the last sci-fi series that I really, really, really enjoyed was Battlestar Galactica. That's understandable. I never saw it, but God, it was so good. I like the magicians on there. I've heard good things. I watched the first season, first couple of episodes. That wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. so, I would yeah. have to say that wasn't bad. It just wasn't for me, but it wasn't bad. Um, and wasn't um, wasn't it just recently got canceled? Deadly Class. Yeah, Is that a Sci-Fi Channel. Yep, that was on Sci-Fi. Did you watch that? I did not, but I read the whole comic. I read the comics so I could watch the show, and then I just never got to watch. So the you show. never even watched one episode of this? Nope. But from I mean, I saw 
trailers for it when I watched The Magicians, and it, it looked really faithful to the comic from what okay. I saw, but I just never got a chance to actually watch it. Because I'm curious, as because the, the buzz I heard on the show was Right, everyone was, was saying good. it was good, yeah. So I'm surprised that it got canceled. But that is, people have said sci-fi is notorious. I mean, who knows, maybe the show wasn't doing well, but mm-hmm. sci-fi is notorious for canceling, like, well-loved properties, mm-hmm. because The Expanse, people still, people are still talking about how much, how mad they are that that got canceled. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I, I know someone who kind of knows some things about sci-fi and has basically said they're, they're a bit of a, they're, they're a bit foobar over there. Do you know what yeah. the acronym foobar means? I've heard it. I probably remember it at some point. Effed up beyond all mm. recognition. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm not surprised that they don't know what they're doing over there. I'm just sitting down after um, helping a customer, but I wanted to chime in. I think you were saying something about the DC app being more valuable if they keep putting out shows. If they keep adding new shows like Krypton. Like Krypton, which is on the Sci-Fi Network, which means I had no access to it because I don't have the Sci-Fi Network. But now that it's on the app, I clicked on I was like, oh, maybe I'll check that out after I'm done. Swamp Thing. Which brings me to someone had mentioned on Facebook that they weren't interested in a thing in the DC app because it looks like it's on its last legs anyway, so I'm not going to bother. And my response to that is, yeah, but maybe it's on its last legs because of people doing that and being like, well, I don't know if it's going to be worth it, so I'm not going to give it any money. I knew it was coming down the pike, and I knew I liked the idea of it so much that I signed up for a year in advance, right? Mm. It was like you sign up for a year, you get three extra months free. And I thought, that sounds like a good deal. It seems like I'm going to be having access to a lot of the things I want to watch, even if it's things like the 1989 Batman, the Or the 1967 series. Teen Titans, which is on there as well. It, is it really? Yeah, because the old Superman show was on oh, okay. there. So, yeah. So, my point being, I saw a thing that I wanted to exist. I see that they are trying to make it exist. And I made it an executive decision for myself. Yes. That I would... Put money towards that because it is a thing that I want to support. Mm-hmm. So I was saying to this person, yeah, you, if, you, if there's something you want, you got to support it. You got to vote with your dollars and say, yes, this is something that I want to take a chance on. And, you know, if they keep making these shows, then, yeah, it'll be more worth it in the long run, even though there are some people like Noel, I think, is like, once it's once my year is up, I'm not going to bother renewing it. Right. But my thing is, as long as they keep making these shows and putting more products on there... It might be worth it in the long run. You know, it's it's in its infancy. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, I guess, all I really had to say. But but in his defense, if you want to pause, oh, oh. I can see that point of view now. If you're someone that kind of caught wind of the idea of a Warner streaming service coming out. Oh, this person. Right. We'll just call him for the sake of argument, Christopher St. Saucy Goodnight. Right. If you've caught wind that Warner Brothers is maybe going to have their own app coming out and somehow the two different apps, Warner's new one and the DC apps are probably going to be combined in some type of way, do I really put the money out for the I DC I see. App? Okay. Because that's not, that's, maybe that's what he meant. That is not what I picked up from what he was putting down. And it may not be yeah. what he was putting down. But I, I could see it if like, because... Is that news? Is that something that has been stated? Warner Brothers is putting out an app. They haven't like announced we're putting out a, an app, but I, 
fairly certain it's news that they are looking into doing such. And also, you have to think about it. If you're thinking about doing the DC app now, and even if you don't know the Warner Brothers app, Mm -hmm. you know Disney's app is coming out. Mm Mm-hmm. So you know you're going to want to be putting out for money for there. Yeah. And who knows what other ones you're already putting out for. You're yeah. probably doing at least Netflix. Maybe you're doing Hulu. Maybe you're probably, Amazon Prime. Most people, most people are doing Netflix and at least Amazon Prime. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're doing Hulu and you know Disney's coming... You might start looking like, do I really want the yeah. DC app when I can get Disney and I'll get Disney and Marvel and Star Wars? I would say, so first off, Warner Media has announced they're doing a streaming service officially. Also, okay. I'm going to say this seems really worth it. Apparently, Warner Media's forthcoming streaming service will bring together its treasure trove of 42,000 hours of content from HBO, as mm-hmm. well as brands such as DC, Looney Tunes, Turner, The CW, and CNN. Yeah, because a matter of fact, now I remember I saw a story and they actually showed a clip that Looney Tunes, they're doing new I saw. shorts. I saw it. looked for great. That. You see, like the Daffy Duck one, was it? No, it was Bugs Bunny. It was Bugs. It was Bugs Bunny, yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. set to like classical music? Yes. Like it was real classic. Well, yeah, classic, but also classical. It would looked great. Plus Friends, apparently, might be on there. Friends? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Friends' contract is about to end with uh, Warner. Uh, I didn't ne- realize Netflix. that Warner Brothers owned HBO. Oh, you didn't know that uh, all this time? Yeah, man. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, that's their that's their the jewel of the crown. Yeah, what was that a- about Friends? I was just saying, yeah, Friends is going to be on the service. It's their and it, he even mentions it's their crown jewel. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Never cared about Friends. I wonder about Me Netflix because apparently The Office is going off to some streaming service. Yeah. And now Friends is going off. Like, what does Netflix have? See, I mean, you know, the everything. thing is, is that Netflix. I mean, a lot of people say like The Office and the Friends are like their biggest, the most requested things. They've that people, said that. Well, yeah, and they, <laughs> and they probably said that. But more and more people are going to Netflix for their original content. Yeah, man. You know. Yep. Um, and they strategically have done this over the years slowly you know building up like their whole their movie their original movies are their sci-fi based there's some rom-coms mm-hmm. they you know they've got some urban fare they got action fare their comedies are all over the place the animation um, they really worked the hell out of that deal they had for years with DreamWorks and pimped them for a ton of ton of hours of um original content they also have a deal with cw they get all their stuff a week after the finales yeah i got a funny feeling that that contract is going to end it, it has ended already but right. it's ended for new stuff so their contract is continuing with anything that had it before 2017 so the mm-hmm. flash will keep going arrow all that stuff but yeah, like but, that woman probably won't yeah you know and you know eventually as soon as warner's can they will pull that stuff from yeah. Netflix. But Netflix is but but even in that regards, Netflix is fine because they made the deal with Mark Millar and, and Mark Miller. Yeah. And they've got all his stuff like in uh, Coming up. Yeah. in the pipeline. Speaking of Netflix and their original programming, Leonard, I happened upon a movie this past week that I thought, oh, the trailer looks kinda interesting. Maybe I'll check it out. And it is a movie directed by Chris Robinson. And uh, stars Khalil Everidge, Evan J. Simpson, Ashley Jackson. Why are those three people? Who are those three people? Also, um, one of the main characters. What's your name? 
Anthony Anderson. Yes, of Blackish. Of Blackish. And uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. What's and it's it called? called? It is called Beats. B-E-A-T-S. A young, talented guy who suffered from the loss of his sister meets a disoriented manager who is trying to get back on track in his musical career. Um, so, yeah, basically this, this, this high school kid, uh, him and his sister would make beats together um, and, you know, music. Mm-hmm. And um, he winds up pissing off a gang. They come to get him. They wind up accidentally killing the sister instead. And... Um, we flash forward almost a year, and he's been living in his house with his mom, not even going to school. And he just has PTSD, anxiety. Oh, wow. He can't leave. Uh, if anyone comes at him too quick, he freaks out and falls on the ground and starts crying. It's, it's very emotional, this movie. Um, and then you've got um, Anthony. Uh, God, I can never remember his name. Anderson. Anthony Anderson. Jesus, such an easy name. But... Um, he is a washed up. He looks like a coach of some sort. Well, no, he's a security guy now. Ah, security guard for uh, the for the high school that this kid goes to, and the his job is to go grab the kids who are delinquent and bring them back because truant officer. The uh, tr- well, yes, yes, sure, um, because the high school needs a budget and the kids need to be physically in class uh-huh. for mm-hmm. the budget. Yep. So he's got to go track these kids down and try and get them to come to school. Mm-hmm. And of course he winds up happening upon this kid and here's the music that he's making and tries to manipulate, kind of like manipulate him a little bit. Like it seems like he's trying to help the kid out, but he's also really trying to help himself get back to where he was. He used to be rich. He was very, you know, he's famous. Yeah. Cause um, I mean, cause you said before we started taping, like he used to be in the, in the game, yeah. in the rap game. He, he, he like was a, a manager, manager or something. And he had brought like, let's say for instance, a Kanye, right. He's mm-hmm. the one who brought one of those guys up. And, um, but then you don't really know how, but it all went bad. Mm-hmm. And now he's a security officer at high right. school. So it's him trying to like help this kid out, plus get back in the game, trying to like reconnect with his old contacts, some of the people he brought up who now don't really kind of have the time of day for him. Mm. You know, so it's dealing with a whole lot of stuff, and it's very, very well done. But it's you know, it's one of those movies that we've seen time and time again where there's a kid who needs help from an adult, you know, right. like a school. Right. Sort of thing, lean on me, okay. kind of thing. So, it's a, so it's a well-worn story, but you like the way they put it together. Yeah, there's a whole lot of different things that they're dealing with that I thought were really effective, and um, I got emotional a couple times watching it. And um, I highly recommend it. It's called Beats. It's a Netflix original movie. Uh, came out June 19th. It was great. Oh, it's also got oh I forget her name, Crazy Eyes. Uzo oh, yeah. Aduba, I think. Say it again. Uzo Aduba. Uzo. Yeah, Uzo Aduba. Oh, okay. Yeah, gorgeous woman. Yes, yes, great actress. Uh, crazy actress. ass from Orange is the New Black. Yeah, so she wonder. plays the mom. And there's an interesting thing that they're doing with her even in that, yeah, the kid has PTSD and isn't going to school, but also she's kind of helping that along by not sending him to school because she doesn't want her other kid to get shot. Mm. You know what I mean? So... Um, it's just, it was really good is what I'm saying. Cool. Um, speaking of Netflix, I watched a movie on, on Netflix recently that is, was a huge movie in China last year. Oh yeah. 
they say it got a small release here in in the states. I there I don't remember ever seeing it, but uh, I checked it out. It's on Netflix, and it is bonkers. It is called The Wandering Earth. Yep. And let me tell you right now, this movie is indeed bonkers. Now, the quick overview on this film is that the sun is dying out. The people of Earth, in order to save the Earth, the governments of the world have joined together and built over a thousand thrusters that literally turned the the earth into a rocket ship like war world yes so that they can move the earth out of its orbit to like several light years beyond where the sun is however you know now that's that's the first five minutes of the movie (laughs) okay because what you find is that you know this movie is not about how they get this done no this movie is so the Earth is flying, and oh. and along its way, it gets caught in Jupiter's orbit, uh-huh. and now has to find a way to pull itself out of Jupiter's orbit, lest it crash into Jupiter. What the hell? And die. So it's trying to escape the sun, uh-huh. but now we're now we're about to crash yep. into Jupiter. Yeah. Oh my God! What do we do? That's bad. Like that's any anybody else would have been like, the first five minutes is the whole film, right? I like that they're like, no, we solved that problem, because not only do you find out in the first five minutes that all of the governments of the world have come together, like what? Yeah, yeah, sure. Not only have they built over a thousand thrusters onto the planet, but because we're going to be moving the Earth out of where it's orbiting now, you have to imagine the surface of the Earth is going to change yeah. dramatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the entire population of the Earth has moved underground. Okay. <laughs> so they are all living inside the Earth. Yeah. Where people only, uh, there are a select few go to the Earth's surface, which is now, as it flies through space, minus 84 degrees. Ah. So they have special suits. They have to go out there to, like, mine for uh, different things to use to to fuel the thrusters and, and for their life and all that type of stuff. Wow. And this is live action. It's bonkers. It is bonkers. It is literally plays like a like a live action anime. Yeah. There is definitely CG in there, but the CG is you could tell that it's CG, but it's done well enough that it you can suspend belief sure. on it a little bit. Um the story is crazy, but just like most Things that come from overseas in Japan and China, it's well thought out. Um, it's a little little deliberate in some of its acting and, yeah. and stuff like that. But And there's like, some, you know, family drama as well. She's like, oh, father. It's like, yeah. oh, my son. But it was incredible. It really, I really enjoyed it. I got, I got hung up on it. Now, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, Lynn. 
That's the first thing. That's the first thing I always tell everybody. Listen, I'm not a scientist. But I do have a question about um, if you are hurtling the Earth through the universe yes. with thrusters, in this movie, does that affect gravity? No. Not necessarily. Well, no. it, it doesn't appear to. Okay. Let's put it that way. Wouldn't it? No. Because gravity is how is just us being pulled towards the Earth. So uh -huh. as long as the Earth is still there, we would still be pulled towards it. But what is what is engaging the gravity to pull us towards the Earth? Just, is it not just the centrifugal force of spinning through space? No, it's just if there's a big enough mass, you get pulled towards Great, it. Great, thank you. All right, That's there we go. That's why we're pulled towards I'm the sun. I'm satisfied. It's so big. Yeah. yeah. See, Brandon is a scientist. Yes. Astronomy <laughs> was one of my last classes before I graduated. Now, Leonard. Jonathan. I'm not a scientist. But with this film, how do they explain when the Earth is flat, how they push it through the universe? Because we all know that the Earth is flat. So how, do, how does the one, did they just put it on the back like a motorboat? Yeah, it's and the same just, as, um, it's, it's like a helicarrier. Like a helicarrier, which always falls out of the sky. There yeah. you go. They got to stop putting helicarriers in the sky. They, they will, always They really fall. should. Yeah. Really anyway, should. so I definitely want to check this out. And this is a Netflix joint? Yeah, it's, on, it's up on Netflix. Man. The Wandering Earth. I got to remember to watch this because it sounds like a lot of fun. I There's two other things that I've seen recently. And I have to say, they both pulled at my heartstrings. Oh, okay. Now, one, I saw I watched on the recommendation of... You and then I think on I think Brandon you were looking at me after after and now that. you're looking at Brandon. Well, on on JD's recommendation and then Brandon watched it before I did, uh, but now I have watched it, uh, and that is on Amazon Prime Fleabag. Oh, so I have watched both <laughs> seasons of Fleabag and that is a fabulous. Show. It's so good. That is a fabulous, fabulous remarkable show oh man i can't I, i'm so glad to hear you say that i wasn't sure when i was talking about it to you guys if it was a show that only appeals to me mm -hmm. um or if that is like genuinely good there are there are shows that i like but i am not sure if i should recommend them to anyone because they, they're a very specific sort of thing mm -hmm. and i don't know if it would translate for everybody um but i'm so glad to hear you guys say that man that show had me I was laughing. I cried twice yeah. watching that show. I'm like, <laughs> and both times I'm like, fucking JD. Yeah, oh, Dermot. <laughs> that that show really did it to me, man. Yeah. Um, there. Oh God, I could pull so many things from from that. But uh, what's her name? Phoebe Waller. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Waller she's Bridge. wonderful. She she is she is amazing and. All of the acting. Yeah. And like the, the woman that plays her sister, man, she brutal. Is, she she's is, brutal, but she she's so no good. Joke. She's so good, yeah, man. She's great. She is great. And and her husband, uh, who I, I feel I like hate I've seen him guy. before. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him before. Yeah. I hate that actor, but because he, he always plays, he's good at what he does mm -hmm. because he always plays that guy, and I hate that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I hate and him. Every time he shows up, I'm like, oh, I hate you. But and I'm you sure seen, in, li in real life, he might just be like a super sweetheart. And you've seen both seasons. Yeah. Like, there's a scene near the end. It, it may even be the season finale of the second season mm -hmm. when, you know, like, he basically has, like, 
I think he's really given his one big monologue mm-hmm. to speak, I guess, his truth yeah. about his situation w- with his wife. In the kitchen. Right. Yes, it's, yes. And party. he gives this speech, and I'm I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, he's, he's, he's he sounds convincing. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like... Please, please, don't, 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 yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't. Yeah. And then it plays yeah. out. I'm like, yes. Okay, good. Yes. Oof. All right. Whew. Whew. Man, that show, is, that show is so good, So JD. good, so good. And it, she does something. So, all right. Point number one, it's very difficult and it it doesn't always work to break the fourth wall in a movie or television show, right? Right. Um, or even if it does, it feels rote. It feels like we don't really need it. She does it in such a way that I've never seen before where she is engaging you, the viewer, as if you are in the room with with them and she is catching you up. Like like if if you and I were having a conversation uh, and then Brandon walks in and you and I are still having your conversation but I turn to Brandon just for a sec to catch him up on what we're talking about. I've right. never seen that. Right. Or she's filling, or they're filling in the gaps. Yeah, yeah. She's and it's, the gaps a little sometimes bit. it's just a, a, like... I'm having a conversation, I turn to the camera, I say one word, and I go back to my conversation. Yeah. Um, but then in season two... Oh, my God. Well, right? We don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it, but, but season, he gets it. But in season two, even that it. gets turned on his head. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'll tell, I'll tell you what, though. The one thing that I was... Uh, because they turned that fourth wall breaking into a thing, right, mm-hmm. um, in season two... I was wondering if that was an element of her personality that would be the big turn of season one, be equivalent to the big turn of season one, where you find out something big that had happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, um, right. I thought this would lead to something along those lines. Oh, okay, I got you. I you got see you. what I mean? Like I story element. Yeah, I got you. I got but you. But I, I feel like they kind of dropped that. I feel like it kind of did. I feel like it was part of the bigger story element of the season. Okay. Like I feel like that was that was an element of it. <laughs> I feel I feel like it was too. If if we're thinking of, and I don't think this is necessarily given away, along the lines of spirit spiritual. That yes. wasn't necessarily what I was thinking. That's what worked. I was thinking. Um. But anyway, all that aside, uh, such a great show. I'm so glad you guys enjoyed it. You, you enjoyed it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's like next level work. Uh, like me and Brandon, um, I remember, you know, on the the lost episode of Gotta Talk, ladies and gentlemen, that was recorded last week mm-hmm. that you didn't hear. Um, me and Brandon had spoken about this, and we both mentioned how this show reminded us of HBO's Insecure. Yeah. Oh, right. And in watching it now, because at that point I hadn't watched both seasons, um, in watching it now, and I love Insecure. I love Issa Rae, and Issa Rae does the whole breaking of the fourth wall, everything um, on her show as well. And it and it is wholly a different thing, but... This fleabag is is some next level stuff, mm-hmm. and and I think that's also a part of, you know, the British model of less is more, that each season is really just six episodes, three episodes, no six, epi- six episodes, was it six, six, oh. six episodes, six episodes per season, and they're just tight storytelling. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which means that, you know, every moment is precious. Yeah. Every character is precious. Because sometimes you don't even necessarily get the characters' names, but they'll return. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got... Um, and fortunately, they're usually wearing the same thing. So you mm-hmm. kind of know. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. You know? But uh, it's, it's also interesting who she names and who she doesn't in the show. Because if you notice, most characters don't... Their names are never given, which is interesting. Oh, that's I did true. Not, I don't true. think I did notice yeah, that. It's true because like the one guy is just the a hole guy, mm-hmm. um, and then there's there's the priest, there's the dad, there's the godmother, but none of those people have names. I never realized that. So, I knew I, I did notice that she doesn't have a name. Right. Her name her designation in the credits is Fleabag. Yeah. Wait a minute. Right. No, they have to. That's what I said. She Wait have a minute. Name because because her father is always my daughter's. Yeah. Um. But doesn't she name her sister? She yeah, her sister has a name, but she doesn't. Neat, right? And the husband and her husband. Mm-hmm. So the sister and the husband have a name, right? And um, her boyfriend from the beginning of the show, right? Because he it, has a name. And and the godmother has a name. No, the godmother is just called the godmother. She is so cringy. Yes, but it's so good. It works. She's. I love that actress. I don't know that actress. Olivia Coleman. That, Olivia Coleman. Thank you. She has been up and down mm-hmm. the the British yes. sitcom circuit. Also, and she's always a delight. Yeah. Also, serious stuff. I'm pretty sure she was. Dang it. What was the show with David Tennant? Oh, uh, Doctor um, Who. Uh, Broad she Church- was in Doctor Who. But no. you're talking about Broadchurch. <laughs> yeah, Broadchurch. Oh, yeah, she was in Broadchurch. Yeah, right, right, right. That's. That's where I remember her from because right. it, all the time I was um, looking at her, it's like she's familiar. Well, she was just in that Queen movie, right? The favorite. The favorite. Was that? She was in the favorite. She oh, was I, the didn't queen the favorite. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah, I hear it's real good. But yeah, she's fantastic. Uh, everyone in this show is hitting on all cylinders. Now, let me ask you guys this: Now that you've watched Fleabag, have you watched Catastrophe? No. no, that's your next no, one. No. I, I'm not going to watch Catastrophe. Why? I, d- d- you got no reason. I, d- 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 he has good. to watch Doctor Who. That's his reason. D- oh, d- yeah, there you go. I've got to watch Doctor Who. So, Doctor Whomst, <laughs> I have watched now. I have watched Christopher Eccleston's episode one. Why? Mm-hmm. With the what was it? Uh, the, the trash can. The trash can monsters. And then episode two, the end of the world, mm-hmm. with the lady. She was just like, "I'm skin. I'm the most. I'm the longest living human, and I'm just skin, with a face." And then episode the unquiet th- dead. What? The unquiet dead is episode three. I was getting there. And then uh, episode three, the unquiet dead, which had the, the fart zombies. It's fine. I mean, it's, I specifically told both of you to start with season fine. five, and then you started with season one. But whatever, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. Sure. I got to start with the first one. You don't. That's just how I do. You don't. You know what? You know what, Brandon? You also don't have to listen to 66 hours of an audio play. Yeah, but I like it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You don't like it. <laughs> well, uh, you got a point. You know what? I was about to. Uh, you, 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 he's got a point. You he's win. got you there. Uh, you've got me. Um, I watched something else that pulled at my heartstrings. Oh, yes. And I would, I again went into it not expecting to have for this to happen. Um, and it's something that is completely unnecessary. Yet they did it. Damn it, they did a good job. Garfield the movie. Toy Story 4. Oh, yeah. I don't care about that, but I'll see it and I'll love it. Man, that movie got me. Yeah. Man. Oh, my God. It's funny. 
It's a funny movie. Yeah. It's a real funny movie. It's a movie, like everybody says, did it need to happen? Absolutely not. But did they find a reason for it? They did. Okay. The the story, you feel like, okay, I'm good. Now, mind you, if there's a Toy Story 5, F them in the B. But You'll go see it. No, I, I honestly, if there's a Toy Story, no, I'll be 100% honest. If there's a Toy Story 5, I will not see it. Because they, they found a reason for Toy Story 4. And the reason before this story actually makes sense. You know what? If there was going to be another story, this would, would be the only reason for this story. Oh and that God. basically is, without giving it away, is that while Toy Story 3 tied up the story of all the toys and Andy and Andy Toy Story 4 ties up the story of Woody oh so and that's really like the heart of all of these series okay all right. so so I'll give them that okay and it and it works it pulled at the heartstrings I cried where I wasn't I didn't expect to cry mm-hmm. in this movie I'm like I can't stand you people Pixar but you've done it nice um it really is a very good movie. I really enjoyed it. And and the animation again, like anytime you start to think like, you know, people are catching up to Pixar, they just show you like, nah. Nah, we got it. Nah, we got this. Thanks. Yeah. We're good, thanks. It's like, oh that's cute. Yeah, oh, oh, look at you. <laughs> look at look, oh, look at you. Your ice ages. Yeah. It's so cute. Um I'm gonna go see it. Every time a Toy Story movie comes out, I go, I don't care about this. And then for some reason or other, I guess maybe we're bored and I just like going to the movies. I mm-hmm. wind up sitting down and having an emotional experience. And it, I walk out of that going, oh, that was great. Now, I don't revisit them. I don't go back and be like, ah, oh, I should get Toy Story on Blu-ray. I'm going to watch that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch it again. But for the time that I'm sitting there, I'm having a good time. I laugh. I probably get a, the, 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 I remember the third one being like, Oh, that is dark. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this one's, as, this one's just as dark, man. And as far as needing a reason, they are horrifyingly immortal creatures. <laughs> they don't die; they're toys. <laughs> when no one's watching, they're alive and they come to life. Like that's that is horrifying to me. Mm-hmm. But that's never the reason given. What's like the, that would be an interesting thing to explore, but that's never what they explore in the in the movies. No, no, it's it's the it's the, um, it's the post credits. Um, That's more bloopers usually. It's the word I'm looking for. Um, They're not bloopers in this one. The the consequences of the things they've created that gotcha. Pixar have created. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't die because they're toys, mm-hmm. and if they wind up in a landfill, that is a living toy trapped in a landfill forever. Mm-hmm. That is a cognizant being. Mm-hmm. Trapped, unable to move forever, mm-hmm. and that to me is nightmarish. But the, the, the movies are cute. It works, man. It look. They took Bo Peep, and they told, changed her into the Road Warrior. Oh, that's fun. I mean, it's and it works. All right, it works, and it's it really is a a good time at the movie theater. Speaking of living, horrifying toys, Brandon. No, sorry. I saw <laughs> I saw Child's Play. Oh, okay. They did a remake of Child's That's Play. That's right. Yeah, I saw. Starring, 
I, I was just going to say I saw a poster, and it's like at the movie theaters now, it's like there's Toy Story, there's Child's Play, there's Aladdin. Uh-huh. We're back in the 90s. Yeah, it said something like 90, 1996 called, and they want their movies back, yeah. <laughs> and it was a bunch of 90s movies. Um, so I'm a big horror fan, and I like Chucky well enough. I, I think that it's, you know the first movie is kind of silly. Uh, even as a kid, I was like, I would just kick that thing, and he would go, for, he's a toy. Right. But- um, they, you know, over the years and all of the sequels and stuff, I have an affinity for Chucky, and I also have a a large affinity for Aubrey Plaza. Ah, I I like me some Aubrey Plaza, so I thought, well, this will be interesting. And Mark Hamill is the, is voice. the voice. How can you go wrong? And um, I think my real quick little bit about it will be, it's fun. If you if you're interested in a child's play movie. This hits all of the notes. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And where I do think it has a leg up on other remakes is a lot of remakes don't really have a reason to exist. Or, you know, um, The Fly, right? As much as I love The Fly remake by David Cronenberg in the 80s, it's a remake of the 1950s Fly starring Vincent Price. And it's about a guy who does science, becomes half fly. And it's, he's a horrible monster. Sure, the technology is updated into a different sort of teleportation pod, but that's kind of it. And the effects are different. But with this, the story is actually updated because in the original Child's Play, you've got a serial killer who gets chased into a toy store yeah. and is dying and uses voodoo to transfer his consciousness into this doll that can't really move. It's really right. just a... It's a uh, if you remember those Cabbage Patch Kids, right? Right. Um, it didn't actually have an ability to move. This Chucky, the Buddy doll, has an eye at the end, kind of like we have for like iPhone. Mm-hmm. And this is a piece of technology that you it syncs with you. It learns your name. It learns what you like. Um, it can control. Let's say if if your home is um, synced up. Control, you know, oh the the, okay, mus- okay. the music in your house, okay. right? Play this. It's like a like a Alexa or something yeah. like that, given a body, or a Siri, kind of given a body. And um, I think that's really neat. I think they they really updated it in a way that is effective um, and modern. And it can like for instance, your car may have this same operating system, so he's able to tap into. Your car, but this is not. So this is not a serial killer at no. all. All of that this, is well, written out of it. This is kind of the problem that I have with the movie is that it's a disgruntled worker in the Asian factory that makes them, oh, boy. and he goes in with the computer and like turns off all the safety settings. Mm-hmm. So it's not evil, right? It's not an evil doll. Oh. But what I do like about it is that you watch this doll with no safety settings learn. How learn to be evil. Okay. Learn to, like, his thing is he wants to make his owner happy, which is Andy, the little boy. Mm-hmm. But also him and his friends are sitting there watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and they're laughing, and they're having a good time, and you see him it, watching the horrible things on the- him. And you see him, yeah, he looks to the TV, he sees the guy wearing some guy's face and stabbing people to death, and he looks over to Andy and his friends who are all laughing, laughing and eating popcorn, it. and they're having a good time. Um, so there, there's that element, too, which is really kind okay, of fun different. and clever yeah. Yeah. and different. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to really like about this movie, but I think overall, it's fine. 
Just fine. It's fine. Is it scary at all? I mean, it's got some gore, man. Some good gore? Is it's it, got it, some good gore. Does it have... Uh, Practical gore? Does it have bright burn level gore? Yeah, it does. Okay. It's got Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 level gore. <laughs> oh, that's... Ooh. So it's pretty gory. Ooh, that's, um, might be a little bit too much for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say there's a very interesting watermelon scene that I won't... I don't want to ruin it. Ooh. But uh, it's... Really gross. Ooh. So yeah, I'd say if you if you're into child's play and horror in general, I think it's at least worth checking out. And I think it does enough with the series to change it and make it sort of relevant for the modern age. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm I'm just going to push back a little bit on your read of David Cronenberg's The Fly. Oh, great. Because I felt that that movie played with the story enough versus the original. To be its its own thing. Now, I, to be honest, to be fair, uh, it's been so long since I've seen the original Fly. Mm-hmm. I've only watched Cronenberg's. I probably watched that movie fifteen times. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite remakes of all time. But uh, in the original, was it teleportation? What? How does he turn turn himself? I I'm, tar- I'm trying to remember. The Fly gets into something in the original, but. The main thing that the main thing that I remember about the original was that it was like it it wasn't as focused, and that's because of of, of its time. Admittedly, it wasn't focused on um, the effects of the change on his body and his psyche as much as it was in Cronenberg's. Yeah. I thought Cronenberg's was much more thoughtful about it. I mean, because Cronenberg's really, the horror of it is in just how his body is just becoming. And the other one was really like more just real campy sci-fi. Yeah. But I, do you see what I'm saying when I compare those two remakes to no, this? because this is wholly remake? a different story. I, I, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. They're like, They've said, what's the point of making this? Mm -hmm. Why are we doing this? What can we add to it? What can we change to make it more relevant for now? I hear Um, you. A science, I'm on IMDb, for the 1958 version, a scientist has a horrific accident when he tries to use his newly invented teleportation device. Okay, okay. What's the teleportation? I I didn't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen that. It'd be funny funny if I Googled it and it was like, a scientist has a horrific accident when he tries to figure out how to uh, make... Uh, transport a fly onto his face. <laughs> well, I wonder how this is going to go. What if I just turn myself into half fly? Oh, who saw this coming? This is not unwell. Oh, I should not have turned myself into half fly. Where did I put that off button? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I would just push back a little bit on, bit on that. Much like the same as um, John Carpenter's The Thing, Ooh. which is technically. Yeah, a, a thing from another world, right? Which is and which it, I've never seen. And if you watch it, it really is a whole nother thing. Yeah. It really is a whole nother thing. But um, but but I just want to push back a little bit on that. I think we've been a lo- away from the people long enough that it would be unfair for us to do another episode of Gutter Talk and not get into some of the emails that we've got. All right, we're at an hour and 11 minutes. Well, I've got one email, you've got one, and then we'll... Well, let's save, we'll save mine for the next time. We'll do the one email. No, that? let's do both. All right, it's not like I got work to do. Okay. Yeah, 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 you got a whole previews order to go through by 5 a.m. Friday. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's fine. Good, so you've got time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you could just not see Spider-Man and then you're good. What are you? <laughs> Go ahead. Philistine. Uh, hi, guys. Hi. And Brandon. Hey. 
It's your boy Charles, a.k.a. the Green Lantern Tribble. Hope you guys are having a good summer so far. It's been a minute since I sent an email, but hey, life happens. I'm just popping in for a quick comment and a question. I heard y'all talking about Tom King leaving Batman before its 100th issue that's supposed to wrap up his run. I don't know how true that is, but by now you've probably also heard that he's writing the New Gods movie with director Ava DuVernay, which should be an interesting duo. Uh, considering his run on Mr. Miracle, which I loved his take on the new gods. Um, let's see if it works on the big screen. As far as my question, I was recently rewatching Death of Superman on the DC Universe app, and during the fight scenes between the Justice League and Doomsday and Superman versus Doomsday, I was thinking, if I lived in Metropolis and survived all that, I would pack up and leave and never come back. Imagine the cost of insurance in a city like Metropolis and Gotham. So my question to you guys is, can you think of any reason you would stay living in either city? Okay, that's it for me. Now go outside and enjoy the summer. And as always, I love the show. Gotta talk. Nah, man. What? No. There's a reason I don't live in New York City, and they don't have supervillains. I'm not going to... The the amount of... The rent money... Well, actually, I don't know. I guess rent would be real low. Would rent be low in Metropolis? No. no. It might be in Gotham. In Gotham, not, rent would be low. In, in, yeah. In, in, yeah, Metropolis, I guess the rent would be pretty good. But I think it more is about, like, the place. So what if it was here? What if it was Maniunk, but there was... But it was a lot of supervillains. Would you leave? Get the, get the fuck out of Dodge. Mm. Because someone, I guarantee you, tomorrow some supervillain's gonna smash through my my comic shop. Yeah, but I also guarantee you that Superman will come and fix it, and then you get to meet Superman. No, Superman, Superman won't is come not gonna it. come fix it. Have you read Naomi? No, I mean, yeah, he comes and fixes it. Okay, that's in Naomi. Yeah. Have you seen the movie? He don't fix nothing in the movie. He flies, yeah, he away. flies away. Movies aren't real; only comic books. Oh, he's, uh, he's got a point, Len. He's no, got a point. Okay. Uh, movies are fictional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Len. <laughs> comic books are. Bi- autobiographies. Get your get your <laughs> life right. Yeah, I know if it were me, if I if I was a real estate developer in Metropolis, I would not make any building over ten stories. Yes, I would just say Superman, you can have this. Yeah, yeah, this From is all your area. The, all that that's you. Yeah, just keep it up there, uh-huh. and we'll just sit down like ooh ah, and yes, and you could just well, like fight amongst the clouds. Mm-hmm. Like no building would be over. 10 stories the max. Yeah. And then if you want to go higher, that comes with a premium because now you're like, yeah, but I want to be in and amongst the fights. Okay, you know that you mm. got to sign this waiver so that when you lose your living room, yep. you're not coming to me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But sure, we'll build it up for you. But um, yeah, I, I, it, it, this story, this question actually reminds me of the comic book Astro City ah. because every once in a while because Astro City is, a, is an independent comic book put out by Image Kurt Busiek right right uh, actually it's not even Image anymore because it's it's under Wildstorm which is DC um, oh. um, but uh, and it's it's basically about this city that pretty much has every superhero in this fictional world yeah. living in different areas of the city and there's one particular area that's kind of like the dark area like science based area where people live and this one character she's like uh, she figures out a way she tries to go live in in the regular city Mm -hmm. but she realizes that no here in the like kind of like magical area 
I know how to live. I know how to live with the characters I here. I remember You know, this. I know that I've got to keep certain charms on my door. Yeah, And that'll yeah, keep yeah. them away. And I know that if I, if I, um, as long as I'm off this block by 1 a.m., I'm good, you know, and then the, the little spooky monsters come out from under and they have the streets for themselves. That was a great issue. It's a great issue. And they actually, because it was very early in this run. Yeah. And re they recently. It's like volume one or two, I think. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They recently just returned to that character. Mm -hmm. So now, because the comic book is set, is pretty much set in like real time. So now it's like years down the line. She still lives in that area. Still, still lives there. Still knows how to live, um, but because I think she was like an, uh, an accountant or a bookkeeper in that area, now she's like got like a whole PR marketing thing there. Because she's so good at it, the the like the Doctor Strange of Astro City comes to her to be her bookkeeper. And to help her, no, she's a lawyer. Uh -huh. So comes to her to be her lawyer to help her on the spiritual realm. Huh. And she like manages, like studies the books, and like gets her off on this case. And like, like the Doctor Strange person like pops in like in mid battle with somebody to like sign the paperwork, huh. sign the contract. I'm like, so she she's the lawyer. She's the lawyer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah th this book is amazing. It is. I have always really liked how um, he explores the different avenues of superheroes um, that you don't really see in Marvel and DC proper. Mm -hmm. um, the different points of view and stuff. Uh, he did that with Marvels, right? He's, he did Marvels. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. makes sense. But um, for whatever reason, that that book hasn't really kept me. Uh, I feel you. I do, I do need you. to revisit. But when. Um, in its heyday, I really, I really did like it. I have every single volume. Um, um, but he, uh, Charles, the Green Lantern Trouble, also mentions about Tom King's run on um, Batman, and I'm actually looking forward to Tom King working with Ava DuVernay on New Gods. Uh, but Brandon, you were you were mentioned to us a little before we started recording that you listened to Tom King on a recent podcast, another podcast because you dare listen to others, and he talked about how why he was. Leaving Batman. Right. It was, um, I feel like I should shout them out. It's it iFanboy. Right. It was iFanboy. Yeah, Fanboy. I've been listening to iFanboy for, before I started a podcast. Mm -hmm. They're one of the reasons I started doing my shows. Mm -hmm. Them and the Totally Rad Show. The, it was with Jeff awesome. Kanata. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I've been listening to them a lot lately, too. I also downloaded that Tom King, um, not Booksplode. Talksplode. Talksplode. Yeah. And I was curious because I really don't like his work on Batman, and I wondered mm. maybe I should listen to this just to find out what's the what on that. What's Talksplode? It's, it's one of their... Booksplode is when they... Every month they do either Talksplode or Booksplode. Booksplode is where they talk about a, a trade. Talksplode is where they interview someone from the comics industry. So, yeah, last month they did a Booksplode on Batman Year One. No. No. Daredevil, Daredevil Born Again. Daredevil Born Again. Oh. Same thing. And um, yeah, now they've just done a Talksplode where yeah. they interview Tom King. What did he have to say? Uh, he talked about a lot of stuff, but in, re in regards to Batman specifically, he said that um, DC has plans that they want to do something big. They want Batman number 100 to be big, and they have plans for it, and they want it to come out in 2020. And so to do that, they couldn't keep double shipping it, so they have to make it monthly. And so they, but they also said that it's one of their best selling books. So they still want to be putting out two Batman books a month 
but they want Batman, the main title, to be monthly. And so in order to do that, they were they're just going to do another Batman book. So they offered Tom King to either, he could do either book. He could either do this new separate book or the incontinuity book or the, the main Batman book. But they also said that the main Batman book was going to have to be affected by any crossovers or tie-ins that they did. And so he decided he would want to do Batman Catwoman as its own separate book. So that way he could tell the story he wanted to tell without being affected by anything else. And then DC could have their main book and have someone else do it. Which to me, it does. It sounds, it sounds believable, and it also doesn't sound as bad as like he was fired. Right. So yeah. Um. Sure. <laughs> I'll believe it. I. Uh, I mean, it, it's gonna. It's probably the best answer we're ever gonna get. Yes. So it is the line that, that, we're yeah, being given. That's the story. Yep. Um, that's what it. That's what it sounds like to me. But I mean, to me, like this is our story, and we're sticking to it. Yes. If you were to tell me that DC was worried, wanted to make more money in any way, I would totally believe it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but to me, the whole idea of them wanting the 100th issue to come out in 2020, um, like, if they kept it along the, the pace that it was... The it would have come out before that. It would have come out this year. Right. Which, to me, would have made sense because this is Batman's 80th birthday. Yeah. yeah. So, like, why not... So, you wanted to come out in year 81, but not year 80? And also, he's Apparently. been saying for a long time that his ish, his run is 100 issues. Mm-hmm. But now you've decided that we want issue 100 to not be the culmination of the 100-issue run? Yeah, well, you, that's you're like... going to move it over to this whole separate comic? But that's not him saying that. That's DC saying they wanted, they wanted to do something with 100. What I'm saying is... DC knew that he had a 100-issue run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now DC is saying, oh, well, we want DC 100 to be not the 100-issue of Tom King's run. Yeah. But they weren't. that's the thing. They weren't saying that, though. Like, they were offering... No, they said he could have stayed on the main Batman title. Oh, but he would have been beholden to things like, which we've already seen, The Promise. Tie-in. The, right. The, it was the... Was it The Promise? No, I'm thinking of I think, Avatar. I it's the know. Batman Flash. Right. The price, yeah, the, the price. price is what it was called, and that he was beholden to um, having another writer come in, um, Joshua Williamson, to write a Batman Flash tie-in, which went in with Heroes in Crisis. So yeah, I get it; I, that right. makes sense. Like if they said he had to be off, then I would believe it. But the fact that they said he had, he could have done either one, is what makes me think that. I mean, I believe either way, but I think if I would believe they kicked him off. If they said he had to write the other one, but since they said he could do either one, I don't. I hear you, but I I still believe that this is the story that we're given. I don't think that they're going to advertise that he, they True. kicked him off of the book. Nor do I think that he wants to. It would be in his best interest to advertise that. That's true. So, um, and who knows? Who cares? I I don't dislike Tom King as a writer. I just don't think much of his Batman. Writing, I think it's a little more hit and miss than most people. Um, so, you know, God bless him. I'm I'm glad he's got a job. At the end of the day, I don't want no nobody to go starving. So, boom, good on him. Wait. All right, we got one more email. Uh, this is by Lynn Marie. I'm going to read it now. One Here of our go. more curvy listeners. Hey, Len and JD. I was listening to the last gutter talk, and the two of you gave each other a movie to watch on Netflix. The movies were The Perfection mm. and See You Yesterday. 
Both of these movies were on my watch list, but I needed some free time to sit down and watch them. Hearing the two of you speak of these movies gave me the motivation to go and watch them. I watched The Perfection first. That was a wild movie. <laughs> it had a lot of twists and turns. I thought the movie was going one way, and then it turned another way, and then turned again. I liked the movie, but I didn't like how it would rewind the scenes to show you where the story twists came in. I would rather have it just roll along with some of the, some of the hints built into the story without having to replay the scenes with the hints and let the viewer figure it out along the way. The ending of the story was weird, but it fit in with the way the story played out. With the other movie, See You Yesterday, it reminded me a lot of The Butterfly Effect. It dealt with time travel and the lead character continuing to go back in time to try to correct a future event. I didn't like that it had so much cursing in it, but I love that it involved African-American characters in time travel adventures. It showed the future characters being careful to not let their past selves see them. I love that it showed real-world events, the incidents with the police, and the consequences of trying to go back and change things in our past. I thought about things that I would go and change in my past if I were able to go back, but that I realized that it might change some of the good things in my present, such as meeting the two of you. Aww. I would recommend both of these movies as long as the viewer isn't squeamish. Question for you all. If you could go back in time, what event would you try to prevent or change? Keep up the good work, guys, from one of your more curvier listeners, Lynn Marie. So, uh, I too watched The Perfection. I have not. I'm sorry. It is weird. Yeah, I remember you telling me. Oh, man. Uh, I'm surprised that she liked it as much as she did. Really? Uh, I'm surprised that she made it to the end of that movie. It really? very much is a strange film. Because of how strange it is? Yes. So, and okay. how twisty and almost nonsensical it is at points. Okay. But all of it attempts to make sense. Okay. Once, once you're through the whole thing, you go, oh, okay, this led to this, this led to this, this led to this. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm glad she at least tried it. It sounds like she didn't hate it. No, I'm going to, I, I, I know I promised to watch it, so I will check mm -hmm. it out. Uh, did you finish See You yesterday? I did not. Okay. Uh, I too was struck because it's the way it's filmed. Certain aspects of it make it feel like, uh, like almost like a kids' movie, or at least a YA movie. A why sure, yes, like a YA movie. And the fact that there was some like strange cursing out felt out of place for me. Yeah. And I was like, well, who is this movie for then? Right. Right. I I I hear you on that. It, it does take you out of it maybe a little bit. I, I didn't. I have to say I didn't mind it uh -huh. as much because it just felt like kids being speaking like kids. Yeah. Um, I think the thing is because it is kids are the protagonists in this are in this film, and it is um, and carried so much of the film, like not just the leads but other the supporting characters. That um, it certainly makes sense that you you may not be ready. To hear those words coming out so maturely from their mouths. You know, as, you, as you're talking, I'm thinking about it. And it's not that the kids are young. I, I've seen plenty of movies where the kids are young and they're cursing. Um, for instance, I've seen a trailer for a movie coming up. Uh, it's, I know what you're oh, talking what about. What is that called? With the kids and the boys movie? Yeah. Oh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's like those two. There's like three young boys. Yes. Oh, I just saw that trailer, too. And that it looks like a super bad type, you know, yeah. comedy. Raunchy comedy. But... Half of the gag is good boys. At, good boys, it's called. the The gag of the movie is, oh, they're children and they're saying curse words and getting into trouble with dildos. Like, it's very South Park in its approach. It looks like, 
Um, so it's not that they're kids. That throws me off. It's that the kids in See You Yesterday act like they're in a kids movie. The acting that they are doing is the way you would see it in a kids movie. Oh, okay. As opposed to the kids in Good Boys who look like they're acting in an adult movie. Do you know what I mean? So there's uh-huh. this like dissonance for me of them acting of like, yeah, we're scientists kids and we're going into my we're going into the garage to do science work and it's it's it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's grounded in the reality of like kids would actually be talking and sounding. Hmm. Okay, I think I understand what you're saying. Um but again, it didn't it didn't bother me. Okay. So I, that's all I can say. I do want to finish it. You should. Yeah, I you wanted, should. And I, I was and enjoying I, it. And I do want to watch The Perfection. Yeah. So I want to check that out. Is it Perfectionist or Perfection? The Perfection. Oh, I thought it was Perfectionist. Yes. My bad. Guess Damn I'm not it, a Perfectionist. Brandon. Hey! She also asked a question at the end. If we could go back in time. If I could turn back time. If I could find a way. I don't know the rest of it. I would take back all the words that have hurt you, and you'd stay. Is that what she says? Yeah. I've never known. It's hard to know because she's sitting on that like the, the, that cannon. On that cannon, and, and uh, she's got she's got the fishnets with no no underoos on. And you are no longer listening to her. Nope. I didn't know you were still singing the song. I thought you were just opening your heart to Landa. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that tracks too. Yeah. yeah. I'm a very emotional fella. So if we could go back in time, mm-hmm. what will we change or fix? Hmm. Now I want. I'm. I'm just curious. Like, how serious do you think she wants us to be? We right. Are we supposed to like actually right the wrongs of the world, or is right. it like? So should we you go? No. If I could go back in time, I would get a copy of Amazing Fantasy 15 and just keep it in really nice, and then be rich now. Right. right. You know. What do you want to say, Brandon? I guess I, I want to say, should we should we go DC Kids or should we do DC or should we do DC Black Label? See, we oh. gotta. You know what? We started the, epi- the episode with that. Maybe we maybe try and do one for each. Okay. Okay. All right. Perfect. So DC Kids. What's the DC Kids version of the answer? DC Kids. So DC Kids is ages eight through twelve. Yeah. So it- should we do those time periods in our lives? Oh. Like 8 through 12, then 13 through 17, then 17 so what and up. We, so what do you mean? So like what I would change? In that time period or yeah. what would that version of you change? If you were hmm. between – so DC Kids is what, 8 to 12? Yeah. So if, if Lynn was emailing you at the years and, and you were 8 to 12 years old, what would your answer have been? This is good. This, okay. I like this. This is, All right. this All is right. different. So if I was between ages 8 through 12 and I could go back in time at that point, Jesus, what the heck would I change? Um, um, this is very personal. Um, well, this is definitely a personal thing. Um, there was one day my mother, who used to take me and my sister to school, we got to school late. And we were so late that no, no, I take that back. Forget that. Scratch that. Scratch All that. Right, scratch skirt. that. Skirt. What I would go back and change was there was a Halloween. Me and my sister went out for Halloween, and this young boy on my block, older than us, I remember his name, Danny Mickles. An older young boy. Yeah. Uh, stole my sister's um, candy bag. Uh, her 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 bag. He just uh, walked up and just yoinked ripped it her out of candy? her hand and 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 ran up the street. You now, mother. 
now this is my twin sister, so we're both little kids. You know what I mean? So like I couldn't run after him. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, my brother, my older brother, Aaron, who's seven years older than us, was not home. Because I would have turned to to him, Aaron, who was older than Danny. Aaron chimes in like the next day when he finds out about it. And he goes, Danny knew never to do that again. That's all I know. I don't know exactly what he did to Danny. He took care of the problem. He took care of the problem. (laughs) But the thing is, is that my sister did, unfortunately, because it was the next day, never got the bag back. So I would... That kid ate all that candy the next day? (laughs) Who knows? Um, Who knows what Aaron did with the candy? Um, So if I could go back in time, at that point, it would be so my sister never never got her bag stolen. Oh, wow. That's very sweet. Uh, Brandon. JD, it's your turn. Oh, is it my turn? Okay, it's my turn. I'm thinking um, because Brandon's still eight. So this is the ages <laughs> of what and what? Eight and 12. Um, I thought I had an answer to this question, and I'm still going to go with it, but I'm not sure. Maybe 12 is when it started. Okay. Um, I would, yeah, you know what? This is Actually, this is perfect because it's ahead of time. I would go back and am I allowed to engage with my younger me? Or am I going back in my... Oh, damn it. We what are the rules? as our younger me. You're answering as oh. younger you. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. I got bullied a lot. And I'm trying to figure out how to undo that using this question. Um, so people... I got bullied to such an extent that when people would say, oh, did you get in a lot of fights as a kid? My response was, I took a lot of beatings. Mm. I never really got in fights... Because that would in, that would require two sides. Got you. Uh, a lot of it was like a group of kids, and one or two of them would hold me down, and then other ones would punch me a bunch. So I'm trying to decide if I'm that age, what would I? I mean, I probably would have been brutal about it, like w- wish them off the face of the earth. <laughs> um, but like, you know what? Just stand up for myself more because mm-hmm. I overthought it when I was a kid and I kind of knew that if I stood up for, everyone was like, stand up for yourself. That's what they always tell you. Stand up to a bully. Yes, but my response right. was always, yeah, uh, whenever I try, it just makes it worse. Mm. I take more beatings. Um, so... Yeah, but I would say, in retrospect, I wish I had stood up more and just start swinging. Yeah. Just, I don't, just, you can take the beating, too, because you, you might, but just keep swinging. I remember a time that um, it was the first time on a block that a bunch of us, we, we got, had boxing gloves, right? Yeah. So um, we went, and all of a sudden, we, we, we were boxing in, yeah. the, in the backyard. I used to do that. Us, right? Street boxing, yeah. And uh, I was boxing this 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 young boy named Damon, um, who was about my age. And I was I'm I was never a tough guy, but I I, ne- I never backed down from anything. I'll sure. do I'll do something, but I absolutely had no idea how to box. Yeah, and Damon did. So um, Damon, like I was blocking a lot of his blocks of punches. But a lot of those blocks were with my face. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I honestly like in in boxing. I I I started crying. Yeah, uh, him hitting me. It's hard not to. You get so oh yeah, because so, you think you think you're gonna block, and then all of a sudden you're punching the face. Yeah, and it's infuriating. But but I didn't stop. I I, yeah. I I purposefully did not stop, and and he was still hitting me, and I was crying, yeah. and I, and he was still hitting me, and everybody around at first like they're going like ha, ah, but then they stopped it, mm-hmm. like um. And they all came to me, and even Damon came to me. It was like, dude, dude, like, you know, like, yo, man, like, yeah. it's not you. It's, yeah. it's just, this. you ain't built like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's no shame. Mm-hmm. It's no shame. And to their credit, to, to the kids in my block's credit, like, nobody ever clowned me about that. Oh. You know what I mean? So, because I easily could have been, because I felt a little embarrassed. Yeah. Um, but they never clowned me about it. And Damon later told me in life, he was like, yeah, man, because like, that wasn't your world, man. But yeah. you, it's not like you punked up. Yeah. You was right there, man. So we got to give respect due for that. Yeah, yeah. That's and I cool. must have been like about 14, 15 years old. Yeah, I had an experience where we had uh, got a bunch of boxing gloves and went out in the street and we we're just boxing each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's infuriating because yeah, I kept man. thinking like, I got this, I got this. And I just... Face, face shot, face shot, face yes, shot. And, yes. and eventually just like, oh. Um, and I landed one real smooth on him mm. and knocked out his teeth. Ooh. Uh, so he spit his teeth out and it was blood. Uh, and I'm wondering if that was part of the reason why I never defended myself in real fights. Is because I, I wonder, I don't know, I felt so bad and I was crying because I broke this kid's teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of traumatic for me. Um and I, so in the, my high school years, I never really fought back as much. Okay. And I wonder if that had something to do with it. Maybe it was just like this weird dissonance of those two experiences. But okay. yeah, no, that was that was not me bragging. It wasn't like, man, I was so tough. It was like, whoa, whoops, right. <laughs> knocked out your teeth. I didn't mean to do that. So um, eight-year-old to twelve-year-old Brandon. Um, listening to you guys, I think has given me my answers for the three. So I'm thinking maybe with eight to twelve, I think I would start reading comics. I was trying to decide if I would do that 8 to 12 or 13 to 17, but I'm thinking 8 to 12. Was there a reason that you didn't read comics then? No, I always assumed they were for like really young kids. Okay. And so, yeah, I think I would. That's why I'm not sure if maybe I would have waited to like 13 or 14. Mm -hmm. Maybe that would have been a better age. Mm -hmm. But I'll say like 8 to 12, I would start reading comics then so that then I would have more experience with stuff. All right, cool. All right, so now the next label is DC. Yes. So let's start with JJ. That's what, 13 to 17? Yeah. No, 13 yeah. to 16. Yeah. I think we should, we could do 13 to 18, let's say. Okay, 13 to 18. Yeah, let's, yeah, then, let's do th- then because black is definitely adult. So right. let's go yeah. eight, 13 to 18. Um, more, I would wish, I would go, I would change and get more confidence when it came to women. Okay. I was say that. I was always the best friend. I was the guy who would sit there and listen to, oh, my boyfriend sucks, my boyfriend does this, my boyfriend does that, and I'm just mm-hmm. there getting like, oh, you know, being a good friend, but also being like, uh, hi. <laughs> um, and uh, even even my first girlfriend came to me. I had to, She asked oh, me. Wow. It wasn't even like, and honestly, I didn't know who she was. A girl came up, it was in middle school, and she goes, oh, do you like this girl? And I was like, Who? And she like pointed at her, and I was like, "Yeah, yes, yeah, she's fine." Um, and then somehow I was on a date. So uh, yeah, but there were—I was always like best friends with girls, mm-hmm. um, but I was never able to like 
have the balls to, I don't know. To make that make that make that leap make that move yeah, really yeah, yeah. It's really I was very shy kid I was very afraid of everything so um, also getting beat a lot probably didn't help my self esteem issues right um, so yeah we're we're building a whole new Jadles <laughs> uh, we're not getting beat anymore and we're uh, talking to girls Mac and ladies Mac and ladies. I mean, but respectfully. I'm not, I don't want to be like, I'm not going to be pimping. I'm going to be gross. But like, you know, just be like, hey, what's up? Um, I was going to say that for me, it would be like, because I got into Central High School, which is like a big all-boys school oh, here. Well, at the time, it was all, all boys. Um, and it would be that I would have finished in Central because I didn't. I got kicked out of I, at a tenth grade. No kidding. That's because I, I didn't go to class. Oh, great. I was I was in I I it was the first time going to Central, it was my first time not only out of Catholic school, mm-hmm. but it was my first time in not going to school with my sister. Mm-hmm. So I was on my own. So I was free. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, mm-hmm. this is cool. I never went to school. I ran with a bunch of boys and we got into a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Um so I was gonna say that, but if I had never gotten kicked out of Central, I wouldn't have gone to Martin Luther King High School, where not only was it there that I met my my great art, my first true art teacher, mm-hmm. um, Barry Gilper, that was my teacher's name. Um, not only that, but it, it was at king that i got involved in the drama society and i discovered like a love of acting and play acting and stuff and i met the first great love of my life Mm. so i would not change that for that reason but what i would change is that surviving all of that my mom and pop were still adamant that they wanted me to go to college Mm. and my sister got into penn state and I told my mom and dad that I did not want to go to a liberal arts college. I wanted to go to an art school. I said, mom, I'm telling you right now, I will waste my time if I go to like a liberal arts art school. I want to go to just an art school. Now my mom has since, you know, in years later admitted that the move should have been to send me to an art school. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I was, instead of what she did, she made me go to the local Penn State school, which I would have had to go to for two years, and then maybe kick mm-hmm. up to the main campus. Yeah. If I was smart, and now I would change back time, I'd have worked those two years, and then after my two years, gone to art school. Yeah. So that's that's what I would do. Hmm. I would, I think... And this, I'm not sure if I would do 13 to 17 or 18, but I'll say 13 to 17. I would, I think, tell people how much, like, I believed in them, I think. Mm. Which sounds weird, but, like, I was talking no. to you guys before about, um, I heard, I just found out one of my friends, um, not even a friend, just someone I knew from high school, is going to be in, like, a Netflix show somewhere down the line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like... A lot of the people I went to high school with, I never really told them, but, like, I think they could all do, like, really great things. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, and it wasn't that we were friends or anything. It's just I I saw a lot of, like, potential in those people. And so I always wish I had told them. Because, like, when, they, when good things happen for them, I'm always real proud of them. But I don't want to be like, hey, I'm real proud of you. Because, like, 
if I never talk to you at school, it yeah. seems like, oh, now that you're doing well, I'm like yeah. reaching out. Yeah, but I, I so like I never say anything, but it's like I wish I had said something then. So yeah, so that's my thing. Hmm. Huh. That's, that's, a, that's a sweet thing. That is really sweet. I made that decision a long time ago to be more forthcoming with my respect, my adoration, yes, my love, um, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Uh, whether it be um, women appropriately, mm-hmm. you know, appropriately towards women, or towards just my my male friends and and coworkers and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah me too. Because I realize just knowing me. Then I can be a bit of a smart ass. Yeah. I could be cynical at times. And I want, I said, but you know what? I should be able to also be able to share something positive yeah. as well. So I try to make it a point to to do that mm-hmm. it's, and not seeking anything in return. No, just, no, no. Just, just right. to do just it. Just like, hey. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was, um, I went back to the school a year later because one of my favorite teachers was leaving. So like I went for his like going away party and there was a kid there who was a year younger than me. So he was in his first year of college because I was in my second year. And I was like, like with him, I told him, I was like, I, I think you're going to do well. And like, I'm expecting like you to do well. Cause it was like, I never said it to the people in my grade. So I wanted to say it to, I wanted someone to know. So nice. I started doing it then, but yeah, I wish I had done it sooner. Yeah. I think, I think the world needs more of that specific thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what's your black label change? Brandon, um, you kick this off. I think I would try more at school, like in college. Cause like, I didn't do, like, badly, but I feel like I could have done better, mm. and I feel like it would have definitely helped now. Cause okay. Because, like, <laughs> like, I know now that, like, there's things I could do, but, the, like, my grades don't reflect that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, plus, like, I really like writing and stuff like that, and I did really badly my junior year, and so I had to take extra summer classes. And if I hadn't had to take, like, I had to take specifically, like, science classes... And if I had more space and more flexibility, I could have taken an, an English class at some point because I graduated one class away from an English minor by accident. I just took so many English classes. Like whenever we had to do something, if there was an English class that fit the requirement, I would take it. So I ended up graduating, taking so many English classes that I was one away from an English minor. So I would have taken one English minor and I would have minored in English. So yeah. So I would have tried harder so I could have minored in English. There's something about this story that very, sounded very Doctor Whoian to me. Maybe it's because yeah. I lost track of it. That's but possible. <laughs> I feel like I got a little convoluted in the middle. Of it. <laughs> yes, I was just wandering around the TARDIS. Um, I see no TARDIS. I see. Yes, I know TARDIS. <laughs> you can't be a geek and at least not know it. Um, I got a. I got a couple. I'm not sure because my life's pretty good, right? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty happy with where I am and what I've done and what I've accomplished. Um, I just recently got back into skateboarding again, mm-hmm. and that's been a whole lot of fun. And it was sort of like one of those things where like, I wish I started this years ago. So, yeah, this is so much fun. Um, but then also there was a period of my time where I was going to New York City to be an inking assistant for a comic book artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would not... I said, but then I don't wouldn't I wouldn't own a comic book store. I could have maybe taken that further than I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, I don't know if I want to be a comic book artist making a living that way. It's just so tough, um, and it's a grind that beats you down until you can't do it anymore. And then, and it could be a bit of a lonely profession. Yeah. And I can see that getting to somebody like so you. I would. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe the skateboarding thing, and also, you know. 
maybe just have been nicer to more people. Um, there was a period there. Well, because we're doing 18 and up, right? So that's a, that's yeah. a long, I'm 41. A, right. That's a it's long, long stretch. Um, where I was not nice to people. I was not always respectful to people. I was not always um, appropriate with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just being more cognizant of my re- how I interacted with other people. Even though I'm very like neurotic and I try to consider other people, looking back, there are better choices Certain I could have made, made and yeah. that could have been nicer. But I think that's true for everybody, though. Yeah, so I would change those things, some of them. But, yeah. Um, that's that's a very broad I answer, believe. but it's like, just be nicer. Mine is at the risk of... And I, I don't know if this comes off wrong, but... Um, I, you know, I feel like I should say that... The true love of my life is my daughter, Olivia. Love her insanely. And sure, there are there are aspects of raising her that I think I could have done better. Um, but when I think about this, the the first thing that comes to my mind is that, you know, I talked about how I was in high school. I met my the first great love mm-hmm. of my life it was after 18 it was um maybe in my mid-20s not long a- around the time that olivia was born that i met the great love huh. of my life and if i could change anything i would go back to her and i would hold on to her for dear life oh my gosh and she she's not the the uh, mother of my daughter so mm-hmm. I do that at the risk of n- not having Olivia yeah um, so I, I know that I say that but or having met some of the amazing women that I have mm-hmm. in my life but she um, I would I would grab her I would hold on and I would never ever let her go oof that she she even you know I can say this only because my I know my lady does not listen it's to our I podcast. I was sitting here going, "Yo, but um, it's got real." Well, I mean, but I I I keep it real. Yeah. You know, like she's she's in a another way of her life. So like, it would never, mm-hmm. we would never, and and we've had some things, but like I would go back to that time. I would I would lock her down. I would I would never let her go. Oh, that's beautiful. That I've said. That's nice. Um, is that it? Do we do it? I feel, I feel like, like that that's. A, to, I feel like that's a show. That, that is it. a show. That is two hours of show. <laughs> Holy! Cow. Are you not entertained? Ugh! I gotta hope so. Well, that makes up for last week and the weeks before. Um, yes, and and speaking of that, real real quick, um, if I can say that you know last week was a lost show. Something happened in the something happened in the in the Matrix, and it didn't record, ladies and gentlemen. But for the weeks prior to that, we were not here because uh, I had suffered a loss in my family, and I know that there are people out there in the gutter talk and Tribbles and Michelle Mission and Cult Pop um, uh, families <laughs> who have extended their condolences to me and my family. I want you all to know that I have received them all. We have received them all. And we sincerely appreciate all of your thoughts, concerns, and prayers. Thank you very much. Awesome. That's lovely. Okay. We got good families. 
Yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, all right, bye. <laughs> no, no. Uh, thank you so much for listening to uh, Go to Talk. Go to Talk. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JD's Hero Complex. You can help the shows out by donating to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. And you can email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Or copopgo at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Bat Tribble. Or you can uh, tweet us at tweet at us at Black Tribbles, also available on Instagram. Um, and on Instagram, I've got a little comic strip there. If you want to go and check it out, Batman's Whiteboard stupid Batman stuff. We're in the midst of Pride Month. Yep. Uh, today I threw up the Rawhide Kid Oh wow! There. So yeah. uh, check that out. Brandino? Nothing. I don't got any. Everyone support JD on Patreon. Yay! Alright, thank you so much for joining us and we will talk at you later. Da-da-da!